The Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly podcast is powered by Crumble Cookies in the shops at Hilltop in Jonesboro and crumblecookies.com. All right. Good morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry. Good morning, Brandon Baxter. Here we are. Today is Wednesday. It is May the 24th, 2023. May the 24th be with you. Hey. That's a good one. It kind of works today. Yeah, the four's in it. It doesn't really work when it's like May the 21st be with you. No. But I've done that. Yeah. Uh, so I noticed that it's obviously not Kelly's birthday because she's covered up her shoulders today. Brandon. I got so many messages and DMs uh, about did that. Did you? Yeah. Did you? Uh-huh. I thought it was a little provocative for you to come in with your shoulders exposed to that level. Heaven forbid it's summertime and I just wore a <laughs> sleeveless shirt. So, birthday okay? It's great. I had a great day yesterday. Big party? Yeah. I was kind of curious why you weren't there. I guess I never got the invite to the party. Oh. That's cool. Probably wouldn't have come anyway. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Well, let's see here. Today is Brothers Day, National Brothers Day, so we can celebrate our brothers out there. We both have brothers. Yeah, or we could embarrass them, I guess. You want to do that instead? That's that's really how I celebrate people. I like to embarrass them. Yeah, I do the same thing, as you know. Uh-huh. Uh, speaking of being embarrassed, I understand that you were fairly embarrassed by a situation that happened on your birthday, not including myself. It's Yeah, it's true. It had nothing to do with you, which, you know, is weird. But yeah, I did get embarrassed. So we'll get into that this morning. Plus, we have the rudest things that you can do at public pools because, let's be honest, people are open their, opening their pools. Memorial Day is Monday. It's swimming time. Right. What not to do. Plus, we know the next song that Morgan Wallen's sending out to country radio. Blake Shelton said goodbye to The Voice. Last night, plus some really cool guests, including something I'm really excited to talk about this morning with Dr. Dana Watson from Families Inc. Counseling Services. It's what they call imposter syndrome. You know, like you get into a situation, maybe you've been promoted to something, and you feel like you really don't deserve that promotion, that other people might be able to be better at that. Okay. Or just in life, you feel like you're faking it until you make it. Uh But is that normal? Because I want to talk to her about that because I had this uh, detailed email with her and Don Lair last night where I said, I believe I've lived imposter syndrome my entire adult life. Interesting. So we'll chat about that uh, with the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families, Inc. Brandon Baxter in the morning. I got a text from Dr. Shane Spites. He's actually upset that we didn't tease his appearance on the show this morning. He said he's considering not showing up. Well, uh, Doc, I had that in my notes, but typically I'm not allowed to talk. So, <laughs> no. So we talked about imposter syndrome a few minutes ago mm-hmm. about how we're going to talk with uh, talk to Dr. Dana Watson about imposter syndrome. <laughs> and Dr. Spite said this is kind of interesting that a lot of people who end up going to medical school kind of feel like, what am I doing here when they get there? I'm telling you, this is going to be a cool thing that we can talk about this morning Mm -hmm. that might ease a lot of people's minds. Yeah, I think we all have been there, though. So we'll chat about that this morning, Uh, Dr. Spites. I'm not exactly sure why he's up so early. Sometimes he runs early in the morning, and Mm -hmm. then sometimes he's actually, I don't know if you know this, he does a paper route to supplement his income. (laughs) I did not realize he had a couple of side hustles. Oh, no, he's got a little bicycle and he pedals around. But uh, anyway, we'll chat with him later on this morning. <clears throat> so that, there's your tease, Doc. You can show up now. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see here. Monday is Memorial Day. Pools are going to be opening up and people are getting ready for pools. And a lot of people go to public pools. And I saw this deal about etiquette, like things you don't do at public pools. Can Listen I tell you some up, of these? everyone. Yes. These are pretty fun. Uh, don't use the pool as a toilet. 
Hey, I've never heard that one before. No, see, I wouldn't do that in my own pool, but in a public pool, it's fair game. Okay. Other people are peeing in there. I might as well do it, too. So you're saying that to be funny, but what's bad, there's probably a certain percentage of people that are like that. I wasn't saying that to be funny. I wouldn't pee in my okay, own pool. Okay, you're disgusting. But I would, like, if you're in a public pool, what does it matter? Really? Everybody else is? Kids are in there with dirty diapers. I mean, what's it going to hurt if I go pee-pee? Okay. You know what I'm saying? It no, doesn't I even don't. matter. No, I don't man, know what you're matter. saying. Uh, they say don't bring glassware to public pools. <laughs> I can see where that would be a uh-huh. disaster. Uh, don't hog the lounge chairs. Don't feel like you got to hold a couple chairs for somebody. Don't Ew, don't yeah. lay in one and have your stuff in the one next mm-hmm. to you. That's bad. Uh, try to control your kids. You don't want your kids running around like crazy. Uh, don't do excessive splashing like cannonballs and stuff like that. <laughs> Oh, man. And I'll still get fired up when somebody splashes me in the pool. Yeah. It doesn't matter how old I am. If somebody splashes water at my face, Uh I'm fired up. Uh, They also say don't jump in when you're nasty, when you're gross and sweaty. Maybe you should kind of towel off first. Don't jump in if you have some type of foot fungus or you're bleeding. (laughs) I guess you would think that this is all common sense, but I guarantee you people that are over public pools, see some stuff, and they're like, "It's it happens, it's people. It's gross, right, sometimes. Uh, don't blast your music just because you want to hear your music doesn't mean everybody else does. And they also say be careful of topless tanning. They say that not all parents are cool with that if you decide to lay out topless. Listen, who's, you know, you're saying they say. Is that something that you uh, maybe typed in yourself? No, I'm fine with topless tanning okay. if somebody wants to do that. No, you're I'm, not. No, I would not complain about that. Okay. I would not. In most situations, I would not complain. So if your wife was topless tanning at a public pool, you'd have no problems with it. I have to draw the line on my wife. Okay. See. It's not cool for her to do that. No. She can have tan lines. No, double standard. But if anybody else wants, I mean, whatever. I'm not going to be weird about it. Just do it. Live your life, man. You are such. Mm-mm. You got to live your life just like T.I. and Justin Timberlake. You're such an idiot. <laughs> Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right. Good morning, Arkansas. It's time to celebrate. It's time for an Arkansas's morning show. High five. High five. Hey, a big high five goes out today to John Wilkerson. He's 47. And he just now graduated from UAMS. Let me tell you his story. Back in June of 2006, John was riding a mountain bike on a mountain, and uh, he fell. And when he fell, he broke his neck. So for the next 18 hours, he was unable to move. And he knew at that point that his job as a physical therapist, because that's what he was doing, he more than likely would never be able to do that again. They say for the next six months, John Wilkerson was in a hospital bed. And he had to come to terms with the fact that his career was over and he might not ever have the use of his body again because basically he couldn't use anything below his neck. So John decided back in 2014 he wanted to enroll at the University of Arkansas for Medical Services for Sciences. And he did this with the idea that he could use voice to text and an iPad and a stylus and he could try to figure out how to do his his learning through that. And this past weekend at Barton Coliseum in Little Rock, John Wilkerson was able to graduate. Oh, my goodness. Which is a pretty cool thing. So he hopes to get a job working as a researcher at UAMS. But there's a story right there that just shows you, man, that you can face adversity, Mm -hmm. you can face it head on, and you can still achieve. 
Whenever we think things are so impossible, look what John Wilkerson was able to do. Without the use of much of his body, he was able to go out there and graduate. So here's to you, John Wilkerson. It's an Arkansas's morning show, High Five. High Five. And today's High Five is powered by Right Fiber from Ritter Communications. It's the right speed at the right price right now. And you can check the availability in your area when you go to rightfiber.com. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, doing it big on a Wednesday morning. It is May the 24th. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well, she's got three words for you. Good morning, This is Country Music News on Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. We have Country Music News today on Morgan Wallen. So Morgan Wallen's album, One Thing at a Time, as we told you, has spent 11 weeks at the top of the Billboard uh, 200 albums chart. That's a big deal for him. He's tied the record held by Whitney Houston. If he gets Mm -hmm. to 14 weeks, he beats the record that was held by uh, Stevie Wonder. Mm -hmm. So pretty cool stuff there. Uh, Morgan has let us know the next song he's sending out as a radio single, and that song is called Everything I Love. We were listening to one more silver dollar hanging out by silver Morgan Wall. Wish I would have known about that. You'd be good at calling you leave us in a cloud of dust. Can't you see what you're doing, girl? You know damn near everything I love. That's the next radio single from Morgan Wallen. It's called Everything I Love. We have country music news today on Blake Shelton. You be my soft and sweet. Hey! I'll be your strong and steady. So last night was a special night for Blake. It was his last episode on The Voice as a coach, and he posted some throwback photos and reflected on his time on the show. Blake said, quote, can't believe it's been 23 seasons. When we signed up for season one, I don't think any of us knew what this was going to be. These past 12 years, I've made lifelong friends and memories. I've coached some really talented artists, nine who have taken home uh, Team Blake wins. (laughs) But Blake went on to thank the crew, the coaches, the contestants, the fans, and his wife. But speaking of his wife, Gwen Stefani is set to return to The Voice next season. Season 24, along with longtime coach John Legend, returning coach Niall Horan, and taking Blake's spot, first-time coach Reba McIntyre. But congrats to the winner of season 23 of The Voice, Gina Miles. But Blake Shelton, done with The Voice. Wonder what he's going to do next. And we have country music news today on Kelsey Ballerine. So Kelsey has posted on Instagram that she and her boyfriend, Chase Stokes, from the Outer Banks have made the whole hometown tour of Knoxville. Uh, she says, heart filling 24 hours at home. There's photos of them going out to eat. There's photos of them in front of the Dolly Parton mural in Knoxville. Photos of them at Central High School, which is where Kelsey went to school, the home of the Bobcats. Really cool stuff. It's up on Kelsey Ballerini's Instagram if you want to check it out. And that's your country music news on Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Hey, y'all. The podcast, as always, is powered by Crumble Cookies. It's kind of crazy to think, Kelly, we're coming up on the one year anniversary of Crumble Cookies in Jonesboro. 
And would it be bad if I said that maybe I've had a crumble cookie once every week since they've been open? Uh, I do believe that. It becomes a frequent gift. And (laughs) if you want to give people something they're going to love, that big giant pink box of crumble cookies is something. It seems like it pleases everybody in the family. Mm -hmm. You know, you open up that box or even when somebody comes to your door, you might even let strangers in your house if they have crumble cookies. Come on in, stranger. Oh, yeah. Let me have some cookies. Yeah. From Crumble. And this is what you might find in the pink box this week. Dirt cake, a chocolate cookie coated in cookies and cream crumbs and topped with fudge chocolate frosting, crunchy chocolate streusel, and a gummy worm. There's also the banana bread this week. It's a fluffy banana cookie with flavors of brown sugar and cinnamon and vanilla. And they top it with this cream cheese glaze and a brown sugar streusel. How about the chocolate milk? This is new. A smooth, chocolatey delight, a malted milk chocolate cookie topped with a chocolate milk mousse chocolate whipped cream, and a crunchy wafer straw. They have the strawberry cake this week. It's a warm strawberry and vanilla cookie that they swirl with fresh strawberry Mm. cream cheese frosting and then sprinkle delicate white chocolate curls on top. How about the classic pink sugar this week? An all-time favorite vanilla sugar cookie topped with a perfect pink swoop of real almond frosting. And of course, they have the milk chocolate chip. It's the can't go wrong, the can't miss. It's there every single week at Crumble. It's thick, it's soft, and it's packed with all those milk chocolate chips. Check out Crumble Cookies in the shops at Hilltop in Jonesboro. You can also download the Crumble Cookies app. Just search Crumble Cookies in your app store or check them out online at crumblecookies.com. She's a walking, talking encyclopedia. It's Kelly Perry's Did You Know on Arkansas's Morning Show. Did you know a cup of live jellyfish provides just five calories? One third of the amount of a cup of celery. You know, in case you're looking to expand your palate. I'd love to eat a jellyfish. I was thinking about that. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Maybe get stung. That sounds cool. (laughs) By a tentacle? Yeah, watch out. Did you know the opposite of Stockholm Syndrome is Lima Syndrome? That's when kidnappers wind up sympathizing with their hostages. What? Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize that. Oh, no, no, no. I know. I know exactly what it is. I know exactly. At me. No, what? it's it's Savannah Smiles, where those two guys ended up falling in love with young Savannah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Does anybody else have any idea what I'm talking about? Yep. It was Savannah an Smiles. Old movie. Like 83. <laughs> Represent. Nice. Up in here. Okay. Did you know Andre 3000 wrote Miss Jackson as a way to apologize to his ex, Erica Badu's mother, about the relationship falling apart without having to apologize to her in person? Shut up. Yep. It's all about really a Miss Jackson? You know the song. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh, I am for real. Never meant to make your doctor cry. I apologize a million times. Oh. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. And if you didn't know, now you know. Brandon Baxter in the morning. She is one day older, actually one year older. Yes, I am. One more trip around the sun. Kelly celebrated her birthday. And if you turned on the show, you realize that she had her shoulders out and her DMs open. <laughs> you know what's funny? I think I didn't get one DM. Did you not? And I think you said that. 
a hundred times yesterday. Yeah, you know, I, I guess. Shoulders you know. out, DMs open. Yeah. Just dumb. See, I get DMs all the time. <clears throat> so, You're such a liar. No, you know, it is what it is. And got if all you kinds do of... get a DM, you never open it because you're scared it's some kind of weird psycho stalker. <laughs> or a phishing scam. <laughs> right. I'm telling you, there's all these beautiful models who hit me up on social media that have like no followers. I'm like, well, God, I feel sorry for you. Yeah, you were like. You live in Sweden and you have no followers and you look like this in a bikini? <laughs> You know it's your wife, probably. Don't say that. She's fishing. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so the birthday was good, I guess? It was good. And um, I thought about you last night because, we're, you know, we're kind of the same age. But I went to eat at one of my favorite restaurants that when I was growing up, I would always go to this restaurant. You know, my mom and dad would say, Kelly, where do you want to go eat? And I would pick this one restaurant. And depending on where we lived, we'd have to go to a bigger city Mm -hmm. to go to this restaurant. And me and my brother thought that rich people went to this restaurant. We thought when we went and ate at this place one time a year, we were it. I know it. I already know it. I know which one it is. And my dad would start talking about it a month before my birthday. He'd be like, are you ready to eat all you can eat crab legs? Are you excited? Are you excited about the cheesy bread biscuits? Get me all excited. What is it? Well, now I know. Yep. So went to Red Lobster and I was explaining that to Kurt. I was like, you know, it was such a big deal on our birthday to come to Red Lobster. And and he's kind of looking around going, really? Oh, it was huge. Yeah. And it was such a big deal. But, uh, I kind of got away with not telling anyone there. You know how sometimes if you tell everybody there at your birthday, they'll bring out a cake and sing oh, to you and all that stuff. Well, never do that. So the bill's being paid. I'm kind of talking whatever. And um, she notices they, I, uh, my son and, well, they handed me a present. And she was like, it's your birthday? Mm-hmm. And I was like. I just kind of looked at her and I was like, it's fine. I'm shy. You don't have to do anything. And right when I said, I'm shy, she said, she stopped everyone and said, Mm -hmm. may I have your attention? No, she didn't. Yes. And I just put my face in my hands like this. And she announced to everyone it was my birthday and then made everyone say happy birthday. (sighs) And they clapped. It was embarrassing. But. She made up for it by giving me a piece of cheesecake on my way home. Ooh, she did? She sent it with me. So It yeah. was awesome. But you would have died because you know that I don't really get embarrassed, but I, uh, it got, she got me. There's something about sitting down and the fact that you feel like you're stuck. Like, it's different if you're, like, walking out and you can wave and do, like, a little spin or something like that. But yeah. when you're just sitting there. Yes. And they're, like, calling attention to you sitting there. Well, and I felt like I was just going to start sliding all the mm-hmm. way down my chair under the table. That's what I felt like I wanted to do. But Get out. Yeah. But it was awesome. I had a great birthday and celebrated it with people I love. And it was great. Yep. So, what did you eat? Crab legs? You know what? It was, like, the first time I did not go and get crab legs. I had, it was, like, a... Shrimp trio, so I had like all kinds of shrimp, and that's what was my. That's what I'm going to eat for lunch. I had leftovers. Good stuff. Yeah, I think the one I would get was what they called the Admiral's Feast. Yes, because like that was really. They've had that since we were little. Yeah, the Ultimate Feast and the Admiral's Feast. I like we, the Admiral's Feast. Yep. So that's a good. You one. just like the way what it was called. I would like to get the Admiral's Feast. It's the only time you would ever get to say that. I'm not even sure what that means. <laughs> I haven't been to Red Lobster in a minute. I know. Maybe somebody can drop me off a gift card. <sighs> Gosh. 
My birthday was last month if they want to make up for it. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So a heads up, if you're stealing or borrowing somebody's Netflix, they're about to crack down on that. Uh Uh-oh. So basically, they're about to institute a deal where if you're a premium subscriber, you can add two out-of-household users. Mm -hmm. So you can add people to your account for $7.99 each. So you can add up to two. They're $7.99 a piece if you want to add somebody. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to crack down on people who just get like an account and then share the password with all kinds of other people. Yeah. Which is kind of a way of cheating, but I think people do it all the mm-hmm. time, right? And it's kind of been a thing forever. I was looking at current Netflix prices because I have no idea what it costs. Yeah. You like don't have Netflix right now? No, we do. I just, I, I don't have any idea. I don't even look at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I think when we started, it was relatively inexpensive. Like, like, yeah, like nine ninety nine or something like that. So they have the version right now with ads, standard with ads, that's $6.99. Okay? Okay. Not too bad. The standard version without the ads, $15.49. Or if you want the premium version, it's $19.99 for the better picture quality. And then for each added subscriber, each person you want to add to your account, it's basically eight bucks a pop. Hmm. I thought that Netflix was like four bucks, like when I started. <laughs> I had no idea. Well, yeah, gosh. And I think that it always goes up and we, like you said, like you haven't checked it. You haven't looked at it. You could be paying like twenty four ninety nine, and you don't even know it. It just comes out. It's the automatic mm-hmm. draft and they catch you with, yep. with that kind of stuff. Yeah, I know. I don't even know the last time I've even logged into our Netflix, but we pay for it every <laughs> right. month. Yeah. Because, uh. I mean, we used to watch The Office on there. Well, and that's off now. Yeah, it's on Peacock. Yeah, mm-hmm. So I guess now probably people watch it for, well, like, Stranger Things and... Yeah, I mean, there's... Every streaming service has their own stuff that's completely... You can only get it on their thing, yeah. but... No, yeah, the way we were going to fix all the world by having all individualized stuff has ended up being more expensive. You know what I'm saying? Like add-ons. Because, like, if you're a sports fan, you can't just go and, and have one service. You need multiple different things. So more than likely, you're going to have some type of a television package right. through whatever provider you want that to be from. And then if you want to get your streaming this and streaming that. And then if you want to get local stuff, then yeah. you have to do something else. I know. We were supposed to be saving money with this, and it's probably mm-hmm. now more expensive than it was before. I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. And people are crazy. So if you're going to eat the last Hot Pocket, you better make sure everyone is cool with it first because Hot Pocket rage is real, y'all. A 64-year-old man in Kentucky named Clifton Williams freaked out on his roommate after noticing he'd eaten the last Hot Pocket. Clifton was furious. He threw some kind of tiles at the roommate. And when the guy tried to get away, that's when Clifton got his gun and shot the guy in the rear end. The roommate still managed to run off. He got help and was hospitalized. Hospitalized. But he will be okay. Uh, But being shot shot over a hot pocket was still a pain in the rear end. (laughs) Clifton was arrested for assault, but taking someone's last hospital but taking someone's last Hot Pocket, I mean, oh, what yeah. do you expect? You can't do that. Speaking of stealing your roommate's dinner, earlier Brandon was telling me his wife asked for some peace and quiet while cooking dinner last night. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he said he took the batteries out of the smoke alarm. Oh, no, I didn't say it like That's that. That's what you said. She didn't burn last <laughs> night's dinner. And there's even more proof that people are crazy. Brandon Baxter in the morning. And Kelly Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. 
Oh, happy yeah. birthday to you. Happy birthday, happy birthday. Boy. Happy birthday Name to you. Well, well, well. Time for birthdays for today, Wednesday, May the 24th of 2023. Local birthdays, local celebrities, here we go. Happy birthday goes out to TJ Brown of TJ's Burgers, who celebrates his birthday today. Happy birthday. Bring me a double burger. Mm-hmm. Some Cajun fries. Dude, mm-hmm. oh, that's good. Two, right? Yeah. Like that double burger. I get some mayonnaise on there, some jalapenos, mm-hmm. some onions, some mushrooms, some pepper jack cheese, and I tear oh. it up. All right. Happy birthday to TJ, who celebrates today. Also celebrating, Anthony Walker of Paragould has a birthday. Todd Bowen from Wiener. Deidre Flores of Paragould celebrating today. Misty Carter from Bay. We have Kristen Dunn from Wynn. Jessica Holdway from Manila. This is love from your surgery crew. Uh, Connie McQueen of Jonesboro celebrates in Lacey Brown. Of Jonesboro is 33. Happy birthday, and yo mama loves you. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say... Happy birthday to all y'all, and you celebrate with these celebrities. Joey Logano is 33, NASCAR superstar. Yep. Happy birthday to Mark Ballas, who is 37, Dancing with the Stars pro. Rich Robinson is 54 from the Black Crows. Rich Robinson of the Black Crows is celebrating it today. I'm gonna stop. Got excited, didn't you? Yeah, I did. All right, Rich Robinson, the Black Crows, fifty-four. Happy birthday to John C. Riley. He's fifty-eight. Of course, Will Ferrell, sidekick in Talladega Nights, and Step Brothers. Priscilla Presley is seventy-eight today. So happy birthday to Priscilla. Tommy Chong is eighty-five today. And happy birthday today to Roseanne Cash. She's sixty-eight. She is Johnny's daughter. Tell me you're trying to kill her birthday goes out to my good friend Roseanne Cash who turns 68 today. Happy birthday, Roseanne. Hope you have a good one. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. So we're joined this morning by the man that looks even better than Lainey Wilson in those spandex bell bottoms. Oh, Come on now. <laughs> He's the one that makes you feel. Right. He's the one that calls. He's gonna be the best. Dr. Shane's Bites! Dr. Shane's Bites! Dr. Shane's Bites! He is the one they call Dr. Feelgood. He is the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine. At Arkansas State University, the one and only Dr. Shane Spites. What's up, just Doc? Just for the record, just for the record, I don't have any spandex. Oh, oh. son of a gun. Well, do you have, have any bell bottoms? 
I got the no, nah, yeah, the, like the leopard print bell bottoms. I think that was the one that got popular, if I remember correct. Oh, yeah. come on now, yeah, that went viral. But it was mm-hmm. no, no. I got eh, I got a got a couple of pairs of the Under Armour stuff when it gets cold. That's about it. <laughs> but there's no truth to the fact that health and wellness kicked you out because you wore those spandex to okay. the gym. Is that not true? Brandon. Let me. That is not the reason <laughs> they kicked me out. Oh. <laughs> we'll nice. <say> <laughs> Hey, so uh, you were up early this morning, and I was asking you, like, why the heck are you up so early? And you decided you wanted to get your workout in at, like, what, 5 o'clock this morning? Yeah, so if I'm and, – and everybody's different. And I, when I talk to my patients, you know, it really – some people do better. Like, it's like, well, at the end of the day, after I'm working, you know, i got to go to the gym or I want to run, and that makes them feel better, and they sleep better. And that absolutely is true. I'm one of those people, though, that if I don't do it first thing in the morning, like, my day gets away from me, and, and it's gone. Yeah. Like, if I don't do it – if I don't get up and work out, I'm not going to work out that day. It just it's just not going to happen. So I have to have to set my alarm and then snooze it three times and then get up and and go work out. So are you a pre workout guy? Do you have a meal before you go? Protein shake? Like what's your deal before you go to the gym? Because you know, for me, like I like to do my my workout later in the day. That way, I've had food and and all that different stuff. Man, I'm half asleep going to work out. I'll be honest with you. like I get out of bed, I roll out of bed, and you know put on some scrub bottoms and I don't even tie my shoes and I'm kind of like stumbling to the car. I mean, like, I'm surprised I hadn't gotten pulled over. Like, are you okay, sir? Kind of right. Like, so I'm still, I'm still kind of waking up when I'm working out. So no, I don't, I don't eat or drink anything like that. I, I mean, I, there are, I know, I've seen people that have those energy drinks or those um, yeah. like caffeinated, you know, carb drinks when they're working out. I just, I never did that. Wait, so you, you go there with no carbohydrates for energy and you're pushing weight around? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Probably, yeah, just based on the calories I took in the night before. I guess that makes sense. And you hear people who do, you know, empty stomach cardio all the time. But Yeah. So. Oh, and I do that, too. Yeah, I'll run. Yeah, I don't. I run on an, um, when I do my runs in the mornings. I don't, I don't eat or drink anything before the runs. Dang, man. That's hardcore. Hey, tell me about well, this. I think oh, I call that hardcore. I think I'm worried I'd vomit or something like okay. that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so walk me through congestion because I think I have an allergy sinus deal that's going on, and it seems like every morning for the last two weeks I've been in here you know, <laughs> trying to clear my throat. And is there anything I can do to get rid of that, or is it just the time of year that's going to happen? So it depends on the cause of it. Now, really, when we say congestion, and then most people, you know, know what you're talking about when you say that. So you're it basically the, the nose. The nose can be congested, or it can be running, um, and you know. Maybe you got a little bit of a sore throat because you got drainage going down the back of your sore throat. Your head feels congested. You know you have you have different sinuses. You know in the facial region, so they're right under the eyes and back behind the nose and even across the forehead. You have these different sinuses, and the fluid can build up in those sinuses. And if they don't drain appropriately, they can kind of they can cause pain. They can kind of get stuck there. Over time, they can get infected if you don't watch it, and that's where sinusitis comes from. Right. Now, I will say this. And, and I'm just, just showing you all my cards. We overdiagnose sinusitis all the time. Like, we call things sinusitis that are not sinusitis. Um, well, why would you do that? There's an actual – well, that, that's, a, that's probably a whole other – like, let's go sit down in the, in the radio station and, and talk to you about the truth about medicine. Okay. I think because, well, because when people come in, you know, your patient, you come in, you're like, hey, doc, I got this, you know, you know I started yesterday with this – you know, sinus stuff, and I think it's an infection. I'd be like, okay, Brandon, yeah, sounds good. Here's your medicine to go along your way. Mm-hmm. 
And for, the, for a long time, we thought, that's eh, probably not hurting you. And now, actually, the antibiotic is hurting you, and the steroids do hurt you, and so we shouldn't be doing that. We should be sitting down saying, Brandon, here's how this works. And if you still have this in 7 to 10 days, then let's talk, because normally it'll go away in 7 to 10 days. Even if it's, now, if it's caused by allergies, you may need some sort of allergy medication. We can talk about that. A lot of these are caused by viruses uh, that just get passed around. Um, and as we, you know, you, you got kids at home, you got kids going to school, things like that. I mean, they're just virtual petri dishes, and it just happens. But the vast majority go away in seven to ten days. Can they move into a bacterial infection that would require an antibiotic? Absolutely, but it's not near as common as as we see doctors and other providers writing prescriptions for. We are over prescribing antibiotics significantly, and. We're actually doing more harm than good, and that, that's going to be a – it's a problem now. It's going to become a bigger problem in the future. Hey, so you mentioned something I wanted to ask you about. Sometimes I wake up, and, and it, it happens, I guess, as you get older, too, like the skin underneath your eyes, and sometimes it's more baggy. And So I was reading a deal the other day that was talking about some some reasons that you might you know, have baggy skin under your eyes. <clears throat> One of the things, obviously, was lack of sleep or poor diet, all the different stuff. But something was in there about allergies, too. Uh, do yep. you see that very often? Is like is a reason sometimes I wake up a little more puffy because of allergies? Yes, because what happens is there's a um, there's a release of something called histamine, and that and we have these medicines that are antihistamines, like you know Benadryl and things like that, and so histamine release can cause inflammation or can cause fluid buildup, and that fluid can occur under those, and there actually is a term for it. They're called allergic shiners. And that's the area under the eyes that actually, um, that, that's that baggy area there. And sometimes, you know, you're rubbing it because your eyes, you know, are itchy. Um, so you'll see that. And, and so that absolutely can be related to allergies and allergy symptoms. Obviously, we've got a lot of things blooming now. You know, you've got different grass seeds and, and trees and things like that. And we go through a cycle. You can actually pull it up on the Internet and see what's, what's in bloom now for our area. There's another bloom that occurs in August for specific trees. So anyway, it's, we do go through different cycles. Um, for the most part, though, it's pretty short-lived. Once we get into summer, most people do fine and shouldn't really be dealing with a lot of allergies. This is a springtime kind of seasonal occurrence. Dr. Shane Spites, the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine, is on with us. So Dr. Spites always goes, and he keeps us up to date on medical stuff. What's kind of breaking in the medical community this week? You know, a couple things that are going on that, I, that kind of hit my um, hit my radar. They're making a big deal, um, and it is a big deal, and we should be paying more attention to it. You're hearing about social media use in kids mm-hmm. um, and the damaging effects of that in terms of mental health. Um, there's also, and some of this, you got to remember, a lot of these social media algorithms, the way they run, they've figured out to be able to keep your attention and what keeps your attention? Well, there's usually a hormone that kind of is triggered in your brain that says, oh, I like this. I'm going to keep watching it. I'm going to keep watching it. And so that repetitive um, dose of the hormone can create an addictive nature. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's some big concerns about this. You've probably heard about it in the news, but it's certainly we're starting to see more data come out. Uh, and I think the Surgeon General actually came out uh, this week uh, warning about the hazards of social media and the mental health, specifically in the youth. Um, now, Interestingly enough, and I'm like, this is going to sound, just bear with me on this, and this is just the way medicine works. On the flip side, <laughs> older individuals, there's a study that came out that said that um, they actually do better in terms of cognition if they have some Internet use during the day. Hmm. So it's well, something about, 
as you're as you get older and i'm sure it's just staying engaged and basically keeping up with what's going on around the world what's going on around your community being able to stay connected to people um, they said use but not overuse of the internet in older individuals actually helps with cognition so i think it's it's probably like everything there's a sweet spot um that, that we need to kind of make sure that we're looking for it's interesting, um, but you mentioned like the, the, the deal and Fortnite was one of the things when I first started seeing how, um, you know, they set that game up to basically excite kids to make them want to spend more money mm-hmm. and stay more engaged. What's the hormone that it triggers? Because it is a hormone, right? Or there's a feel good deal. There's a couple of hormones. So, you know, in, in, in Fortnite, there's, there's a couple of hormones involved. Typically we're talking about serotonin. Yeah, that's it. Uh, we're talking about uh, norepinephrine and we're talking about dopamine and Ooh, dopamine yeah. and serotonin are the ones you hear a lot about. Yeah, so the the basic idea is, is those are the feel good hormones. They make us feel better. That's and somehow they found a way to engineer those into games. That's crazy to me. Oh my god! Oh yeah, you don't know the half of it. So there's actually a kid. Um, um, there's a kind of like a kid. So you remember growing up like Sesame Street, and you know you had Blue's Clues, and you had Bear in the Big Blue House, or all these kind of kid shows yeah. that you know that kids watched on TV. Uh, and there was a one called Teletubbies, which I thought was really weird. But anyway, <laughs> um, there's one now, and it's called Coco Melon. Yeah, yeah. Okay, they figured out the algorithm. So what happened is there was a lot of studies that came out on Sesame Street. Now, on Sesame Street, they figured out that if they will change the scene, like what scene they're looking at, they change the scene so many every so many seconds, then it keeps a kid engaged. So that's how it keeps the kid watching. So if, like, if we change this scene every uh, 15 to 20 seconds, then the child will stay engaged with the TV show. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of kids' literature that came out of, um, uh, in terms of uh, marketing uh, that came out of Sesame Street. This uh, group, this Coco Melon group, mm-hmm. they change their scenes about every three to four, three to four, five seconds. Yes. And so it triggers that hormone. And what we're seeing, this is going to sound really weird. What we're seeing is is that if you try to remove that, so if you try to if you try to remove that show from the child, if they've been watching it regularly, like for hours a day, mm-hmm. they actually go through withdrawal. Wow, that's crazy. And it can take up to two weeks to get them off of that. Oh my goodness! Let me hit you with something. You, you're talking about it from the kids' show perspective. I'm going to ruin something for wrestling fans. If you watch WWE, they do the same thing, Shane. And sometimes it's two to three seconds. I, I did a yeah. deal one night where they were changing the camera shots so often. Like, you know, if you're, if you're not thinking about it, it just happens. But So I started counting every time they were doing the camera change. And at that point, when you're actively paying attention to it, it will drive you insane. Yeah. Yeah. It, there's science behind it. They've, they've figured out the science behind it and that the brain will then kind of, like you said, shoot out some serotonin. Like, okay, I get a feel-good hormone. I get a feel-good wow. hormone. Kind of, and so it creates almost an addictive nature. Actually, it, creates, it does create an addictive nature. That's so crazy that that's a deal that you can engineer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I try, I try, I caution all my parents uh, of young kids about that and say, look, certainly the real young kids, the way they learn best is actually through tactile stimulation and just interacting with the world around them. And so, you know, blocks and toys and things like that. And they, you'll see them grabbing hold of things. They're creating neural connections and they're learning just by doing that. You know, they, oh, you know they, then they put everything in their mouth, which they do. Mm-hmm. That's a part of learning. It's that tactile. It's like this block in my mouth. They're learning as they do things like that. And so we don't want to deprive them of that and set them in front of a screen. So interesting. Y'all, he is the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State University. What you got? 
I'm sorry. One last thing. Okay. If you okay. Don't mind. We, we do have uh, real proud of my graduates. We've got a graduation this Friday, so we've got our fourth group of doctors that we're graduating here in Northeast Arkansas. So really wow. excited about that. So just shout out to our graduates and uh, to to our school for all the work that they do. Hey, did you want me to come speak to him or something? He already asked me. Yeah, let me um, <laughs> let me get back to you on that. Okay, that's it. We'll t- hey, next week. I'll talk to you next week about that. Oh, thanks. After graduation. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dr. Shane Spice from the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine here with Doc Talk. Great to chat with you, man. Get back to your paper route, okay? Thank you, sir. Good to, yeah. I'm, I'm on it. I'm on it. All right, see you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. So we're joined this morning by Anna K. Fitz, who is here to talk about St. Bernard's Triple Swing. And I want to try to make her nervous before we start. You already did that. <laughs> How are you doing this no morning? No nerves here. No nerves here, Brandon and Kelly. Thank you for having me this morning. I appreciate it. Hey, I think I've discovered I like saying your name. Absolutely. It's kind of cool to say. Absolutely. Double Anna names K- are the best. So, oh, yeah. Have you always been like Anna Kay? Has it always been a deal? Always. Always. And then when I got married, I made Anna Kay my first name. So now when everybody's like, what's your middle name? I'm like, it's my maiden name. My first name's Anna Kay. Ah, Ooh. sweet. Anna Kay Fitz. I think I'm going to say that all day. So are you <laughs> are you a part, because uh, I know we're talking about triple swing. I'm assuming that you're one of the advocates for St. Bernard's. Am I right? I am. I'm proud to be an advocate for um, St. Bernard. What does that mean? Like when we hear you're an advocate, what does it, what does that mean you do? Absolutely. So what we do is we work to um, help raise, raise funds for the St. Bernard's Foundation so that we can do everything that we can to help St. Bernard's be successful in healthcare. What What are the needs that St. Bernard's is missing that we can help um, fulfill those? Like last year, I know it was the... Um, neonatal unit um and this year um we're going to be putting our money towards the surgical department so anything that we can do to help make st bernard's the best premier healthcare in jonesboro in the northeast arkansas area is what we're trying to do um each year and raise funds to help support st bernard's in every way that we can with funds and also just with word of mouth um so when people ask me you know why i go to st bernard's i want to explain how incredible the doctors are how incredible the level of care is um, and, you know, having a group of people who care about that as well is really important. So you said you're going to work on the surgical department. How are you going to help with that? So all the proceeds that we make from um, Triple Swing this year is going to go to an expansion of the surgical department in the new St. Bernard's Tower. I don't have any more finite details than sure. that, um, but I feel sure that someone who is a lot more um, – <laughs> medical minded could tell you the specifics of what is needed there. But what I know is, well, it'll be expanding the surgical department in the St. Bernard's tower. Yeah. Which just means we can care for more people and take care of more people in times of need. I mean, that's absolutely. Absolutely. So triple swing, I was, Kelly and I were talking about this a few minutes ago. Like I've, I've been on the radio here in Northeast Arkansas since 2001. And I think triple swing has been around the entire time Mm -hmm. I've been in radio. Am I right? 33 years. This is the 33rd annual triple swing. 
That's crazy. So what's that say about your age, Brandon? Hey, Anna K. Fitz. Anna K. Fitz, I'm no longer a fan of yours. <laughs> All right. And you're my new best friend. All right, she's kicked off the show. Last appearance. No, but like legit. Yeah, so this is, this is the 33rd annual Triple Swing. Um, this is the largest fundraiser um, for St. Bernard's and uh, probably the most fun event um, in our region every summer. Um, so we as advocates help put this on and – you know, raise hopefully raise a ton of money to help support this new surgical department in the St. Bernard's Tower. Let's talk through it because there's multiple different uh, tiers and days of this event. It all kicks off on Friday, June the 23rd with the dinner dance at the St. Bernard's Auditorium. Uh, and I, I noticed that this is kind of like the way you launch into Triple Swing. And it's like this really fun way to get people out for music and food and all the stuff that you do, right? Absolutely. So this year we're going to have Keith Johnson and the Big Muddy Band. Um, when you purchase a ticket, that includes dinner and entertainment between 6 and 11 p.m. Um, we'll be putting it out on social media and our website for announcements for um, exclusive, excuse me, exclusive luxury raffles and um, the food and beverage menus. So we're really excited about that. They're a blues band out of Mississippi, and it's going to be a really fun time on Friday, June 23rd for the dinner and dance. So then we, we fast forward to Monday, the 26th, which is the next part of this. And when Kelly saw this, she's been trying to tell me how great pickleball is and the idea that you guys have kind of, uh, in the friend's term, you've pivoted to pickleball. Yeah. I think that's a pretty smart thing for 2023. Absolutely. You know, pickleball is like the hot um, sport right yes. now, really. It's kind of like picked up a lot of steam, especially in the Jonesville area. Um, this event's going to be more of like a social format. And it's open to all ages and levels. So we're going to use the indoor courts at Ridgepoint Country Club. Um, that way, not everybody's not sweating half to death um, <laughs> during the summer and battling the daytime mosquitoes because we know they're out yeah. there as well. Um, there will be two flights, one from 5 to 6.30 and one from 6.30 to 8. Players will get a colored armband for their flight and refreshments. There will be snacks. Um it's going gonna, it's gonna to be really fun, and it's you know really well thought out to be a fun and uh, nice event. So, Kelly, you're, you're in. Uh, you don't ready. have to sweat half to death outside. Let's go. Well. Let's go. Right, see. Anna K. Fitz getting on my nerves this morning. I didn't even get invited to pick a ball. <laughs> Brandon. <laughs> mm. right, you're, well, we can talk about the next event, Brandon. You're invited to golf. Well, you can come she observe said, pickleball, but you can come to golf. <laughs> she said Monday, all skill June levels. And Tuesday, June 27th. Yeah, but see, Anna K. Fitz, I've done the golf before, and I'm terrible at it. <laughs> hey, everybody Everybody needs somebody who's just there for morale. You, you know, can drive the golf cart. way too serious. Okay. Everybody needs someone there who's just there for morale. Yeah, Or for people to laugh, right? That's the yep. other part of it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you guys still doing it like the four-person scramble deal? Yep, it'll be a four-person scramble. You'll have the choice of morning or afternoon. Um, it'll take place on Monday with overflow teams on Tuesday as needed. Mm-hmm. Tournament fees will include green and cart fees, a tea gift, a commemorative photo of your team, breakfast, lunch, and on-course refreshments and snacks. Um, There will be prizes for first, second, and third place um, in both the morning and afternoon golf groups, and there will be a hole-in-one contest, Um, and that will be at the Ridge Point Country Club as well. So I guess, do people get involved in each one of the activities? Can they pick and choose? What's the way that kind of breaks down? We love if everyone would get involved in all of the activities because, you know, it's such a different group at each one. But 
you know, choose what's best for you, what's best for your company, what's best for your family, um, because each one is going to go to support St. Bernard's advocates that will support the St. Bernard Foundation. So do whatever is best for you, and we can get you taken care of and get you signed up. Um, you know, the dinner and dance might be more for a night out for you and your spouse. Mm-hmm. Pickleball social might be more of a family affair. And then um, for the golf tournament, you know, that might be if you have – a day to take you and your coworkers to go and enjoy, but do what everyone needs to do, whatever's best for them and for their family. I love the vision. For their business. Yeah, you want it to be fun for everybody. You want people to be able to get off work on Monday and Tuesday and play some golf and have a reason to do pickleball and all that stuff. So if people want to find out more or they want to get signed up for Triple Swing, how can they do that? Yeah, keep an eye out on our socials and our website, and everything is going to be posted um, there. And we will. Keep all of that updated. Um, but if you want to do a sponsorship for the event, mm-hmm. you can contact Mark Morrow at mmorrow1 at arvest.com, or you can contact the St. Bernard's Foundation to learn more. But keep an eye out on our website and our social media channels, and we'll be putting everything out on there. All right, tripleswing.org if you want to find out more. And Anna K. Fitz, if you need me to sing with uh, the band on uh, the dinner dance, I'll do some singing <laughs> okay. or, or dancing, okay? Yep. Absolutely. I'll put you down. <laughs> right. Hey, great chat with you this morning, and we'll talk to you soon, okay? Thank you all for having me. Have a all good right. day. You Thank too. You. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. So we're joined this morning by Dr. Dana Watson from Family Zinc Counseling Services. Good morning. Welcome back in. How are you this morning? I'm great. How are you guys? Good. We're good. And we were teasing your appearance early this morning. We're looking forward to this conversation about imposter syndrome. Yes. Because, and I I told you this, uh, you and Don Lair in an email last night, and I mentioned it early this morning. I told uh, Dr. Shane Spice, and I'll tell you why I told him in a few minutes. Uh, But like my whole life, I feel like I've been living the imposter syndrome. Mm. Because like I got into wrestling at 14, I was on ESPN. Everybody was better than me at that point, right? Uh, then I moved to Memphis. I, I wrestled for Jerry Lawler. I was in the ring when The Undertaker made his entrance with Paul Bear. And I thought, what am I doing here? Like, right. I don't deserve to be here in this situation. Then in radio, first year, I'm all of a sudden doing a morning show. Uh, you think about that situation. You think about going to Arkansas State. I'm going to host football. I've never done that before in front of 30,000 people. I feel like my whole life I've had to fake it until I make it. And sometimes I'm not even sure I've made it yet. Right, right, And what's right. crazy, I feel the exact same way. I won't go through all my jobs, but I feel like... I've done the exact same thing. There was a what point, am I doing? So I got uh, promoted here back in 2007, right? And all of a sudden, I'm supposed to be managing, you know, Terry Wood, who's a media legend, and Michael Steele, and all these people. And I'm younger than all of those people. And I'm like, what? Why me? Why me at this point? Uh, so I think the idea that most of us probably go through this imposter syndrome at some point in life, right? Oh, my gosh. I mean, I'm sitting here right now desperately hoping that you don't ask me a question I don't know the answer to. And I've been a psychologist 21 years. <laughs> so you, you know, feel like you're an imposter this morning. Yes. Just sitting here among you guys is really wild? yeah intimidating. Absolutely. So I'm excited to talk kind of through this whole thing. There's going to be people who hear us this morning who are going to a job or they're going in for an interview or they're in a situation where they feel like you got to fake it till you make it because that's what we're told. Right. Fake it till you make it. So if we were to kind of pull back and kind of reverse a little bit, what would you think imposter syndrome is? Like, how would you kind of tell us what that is for somebody who's like, maybe I do have that. Maybe I don't. 
Yeah. So, I mean, basically, I think most people can identify with some feelings of inadequacy, right? So there's a continuum between whether you have an an undeserved, overinflated level of self-confidence or Mm -hmm. self-esteem. And then on the other side of the continuum is where you have these pervasive feelings of self-doubt and inadequacy. So um, imposter syndrome, of course, is on that side of the continuum. Mm -hmm. And ideally, we would get people all of us to be somewhere in the middle and and that can even fluctuate as time goes on or new experiences occur. So I shouldn't feel strange that sometimes even to this day, after all this time, you know, doing what I've done, that sometimes I feel like I got to fake it to make it. Like, that's not weird. It's not weird. I do think it's cute. Don't you, Kelly? Yeah. I do think it's cute that Uh he feels that way. Well, that's what I do it for. I I do it to be cute. Yeah. (laughs) That's why I'm doing it. (laughs) I'm just making that up. It's It's just an act. It's not weird, but we'll probably continue to make you feel weird. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh Uh, Is it common, though, for people to have these feelings? Because I I can promise you when I have those feelings, I feel like I'm the only person who feels that way. Uh Yes. That's, that's, I would, I do want to talk about that. That's a lot that has to do with imposter syndrome. But, but research shows that, like, 70% of people across cultures, across different societies, across genders, professional occupations, levels of education, 70% of people, humans, experience some form of imposter syndrome at some point in their lives. Can I read you a text I got this morning? So Dr. Shane Spites, he was listening at like six this morning. He was leaving the gym and he said, in his opinion, imposter syndrome is real and so real that 60 to 70 percent of the students who are enrolling in medical school feel that imposter syndrome. And he says that it's such a big deal to them. They have to discuss it at orientation. Mm -hmm. Like this is something that's a part of almost like, you know, you're coming into the school. You're set out to become a doctor, Mm -hmm. but they want to tell you that that feeling is going to be there. I think that's really interesting. Mm -hmm. I think it's wonderful that he and the group of professionals he works with um, start at orientation with that discussion so that all of the new students um, can understand it's a real thing and that they're not alone. So why would it be a situation where, you know, you could be, um, you know, I guess a high achiever or accomplished and you still have that that feeling well, because because you're obviously talented. You wouldn't get the position or the opportunity if you didn't have some type of talent. Yes. Yeah. So it it does occur in high achieving individuals. So like like you're saying, kids in med school, um, people who have been promoted to leadership positions for the first time early career professionals, but it can also occur in skilled workers, new parents, newlyweds, Uh and even stay-at-home parents can experience it. And the dynamic behind it is really pretty interesting. Most people who are skilled or accomplished tend to believe that other people are just about as skilled as they are. You know, if they know it, everyone else must too. Right. So this can spiral into feeling that they don't deserve the accolades or the opportunities over other people. And, you know, research shows that there's really no threshold of achievement that will put those feelings to rest for some mm. people. But we kind of mentioned it's it's high achievers and it's people who, you know, are highly professional. But this can happen just in everyday life to, to somebody who's just not even realizing they're kind of going down that 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 path. But they're they're going to the job that maybe is not going to be their forever job, but they can still feel that imposter syndrome, I would think. Right. Yes, because there's this other phenomenon called pluralistic ignorance. And it's where we don't know that other people doubt themselves privately. Mm. And so since we can't know, you know, what they're thinking or even how hard they have to work every day to get where they are or how hard they find certain tasks. There's really no way to to prove to ourselves that we're capable or more even more capable than the other people around us. 
See, that's so interesting mm-hmm. to think about that because I guess we live in our own brains and we're not able to see what's in other people's brains. And unfortunately, people aren't always super honest. Oh, yeah. That's like exactly. they're not vulnerable. They don't want to come out like, I'm going to tell you half the time I feel like I got to fake it. Yeah. Um, yeah like exactly. on social media, uh-huh. right? Like oh, we, see, yeah. we see those exaggerated, per- perfect, filtered pictures of everybody. <laughs> and we, we, gauge ourselves or we compare ourselves to them and their accomplishments. And this just kind of adds to that burden of feeling inadequate. So I see that like, you know, if I'm watching a lot of times, you know, you have recommended stuff on your social media and Hey, here's the guy that's got this fantastic body and like an eight pack or or something like that. Or you're like, Oh, this person posted this deal and has 800 likes on this post. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'm over here going, Oh my gosh, social media really can make that probably feel even worse. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's not doing our society a lot of favors, mm-hmm. and especially our kids. Yeah. yeah, and we'll probably see the effects of that way later, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. They're for growing sure. up in that age. Uh, I would assume, though, because we're talking about people who were, you know, uh, successful and highly motivated people, there's probably a bunch of people that we would know, like, you know, famous people um, who probably would have admitted that they've gone through imposter syndrome too, right? Yes, and I love it when they do. Like, some of the, mm-hmm. the best examples are Maya Angelou. She said when she had written her 11th book, she thought, she was still thinking to herself, like, they're going to find out now. They're going to they're gonna find out that I've run a game on everybody, mm-hmm. and they're going to find me out. And Tom Hanks said, even after his Academy Awards oh, wow. and all his accomplishments, that he just, he just sometimes feels like a fraud and like he doesn't belong among that other group of actors. That's wow. crazy. It's and Tom Ser- Hanks. And Serena Williams. Mm-hmm. I mean. Beast. Oh, Absolute goddess beast. and yeah. a goat. Uh-huh. I yeah. mean, she says that she has struggled with impos- imposter syndrome. And no matter how much she has accomplished, she feels like maybe she's going to like let somebody down someday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You think it's partly part of the drive, too, to always continue to be better? Like, is it, is it a good quality to have in some ways because you're always going to try, you're always going to put forth your best effort? Yeah. As long, you know, as long as going back on that continuum, it's like in the healthy part of it, then that drive to learn mm-hmm. um, and the drive to be better is great. It's the, it's the far end where it's kind of pervasive and debilitating and can hold you back or make you miss opportunities. Um, that's the more concerning. I think it's neat, though, that you can take a Serena Williams or a Tom Hanks or a Maya Angelou and they come in and they're going to say, hey, no, I felt this. I think it's important for us to hear the people that we look up to and we think are they have it all figured out that they've had to overcome their own self-doubt as well. I think it's really important for people to hear. And I think it's important for us to share that on the radio as well. I think so, too, because, again, when we don't know what other people around us know or don't know, and we assume they know what we do. And then we don't know that they may have really had to work hard to get where they are and that they also feel self-doubt. I mean, all of this is like a combination of breeding ground for um, feeling like an imposter. So just like Dr. Spite said, the best way to combat it, the first way is really to talk about it, you know, and when mentors or supervisors start to share their experiences with new employees or new graduates, new moms, new dads, um, it really helps to normalize those feelings. And then it, by doing that, you reduce the shame. Mm-hmm. You know, you reduce yeah. those feelings of inadequacy and the fears. And you really just, you you promote an overall feeling of well-being and competence in that person. I think me being able to talk to you guys from Families, Inc. on the radio allows me to share some of those inadequacies and those fears live to people, which makes me feel more comfortable. And I, I tell you guys all the time, I benefit so much from just having you guys come in the studio 
to talk to us on the radio. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've been able to see a change in myself over the last three or four years. Uh, but let's talk about how imposter syndrome can maybe affect self-esteem or maybe it can hold somebody back because maybe they don't want to take that that job opportunity because they're scared that they're not qualified for it or or they don't feel like they're at that level uh, because that can't be a good thing if it's affecting your self-esteem like that. A hundred percent true. Let me say what you, to, to comment on what you just said. Um, being able to normalize like human emotion, human thoughts, human behaviors is absolutely the best part of my job mm-hmm. because so many people come into my office and it can be it can be any issue that brings them in and they have no idea that other people, lots and lots of other people fight those same feelings, right. fight those same fears, those feelings of inadequacy and shame. And so being able to talk about it openly and, and share with them the stories of other people or the research is, is absolutely the best part of my job. So I'm glad it's helpful for you too. Well, let me say this, I want to mm-hmm. brag on you just for a second because uh, and you know this, and we're not going to obviously disclose, but I have a lot of people who know that we do this segment, and they hear this segment on the radio, and then they go through a situation in their life where something happens, and they reach out to me and say, hey, can you put me in touch with somebody from Family Inc.? And every single time, I'm like, you got to talk to Dana Watson. Well, I love and, that. And, no, and that's and it's a filter to you because I know you're going to take care of these people, yeah, my friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of us are in the helping profession because that's exactly what we want to do. Yeah. And so, you know, and it's one of the best things that you can do for people who are hurting or people who are in any kind of bad way and um you know when we when we talk about the shame of imposter syndrome specifically it's important to point out that in it, being an imposter is being a fraudster okay it is not the same as being a novice or a beginner okay those people who are starting out or learning are not committing fraud in most cases those people just need time and experience to build um their confidence right but I guess that's what I felt in every one of those situations, like with the job stuff, where I'd get into that situation where I'm going, why am I here? Mm-hmm. Why did they pick me for this? There are so many better people out there that can do this. Well, I tell you this um, story. I have a mother who taught school for 50 years. So luckily, our childhood was spent promoting learning and being curious. So we would ask we were taught to and expected to ask a lot of questions. And so our, our mottos or are, are mine now are kind of like fell forward. So when you right. make a mistake, just keep learning, move on and fell fast. Right. And Ooh, so it was a good spirit of learning um, growing up. So I don't know that I have had this debilitating um, thought about feeling like an imposter, but I remember being right out of my doctoral program and leaving a session with a person and thinking, that person needs therapy. Right. <laughs> wow. They right, really yeah. need somebody. Right. You know, and then I'm the person. Right. <laughs> so Oof. This is them. a big job. I probably, owe, I probably owe them apologies to this day. But what do you think causes people to feel like an imposter? Like in that situation where, and I'll, you know, I'll be honest, and Kelly said it too. What do you think causes us and leads us to that situation where we feel like that? You know, there's a couple of factors. Like, First and foremost, some people just have perfectionistic tendencies. Mm-hmm. They tend to hold higher expectations for themselves. I'm looking at both she of you. She is glaring mm-hmm. at me. <laughs> they tend to hold those higher okay. expectations than anyone else is holding for them. And they're self-critical of, you know, oh, my goodness. She is staring I'm sorry. At I'll close my eyes. Targeted. No, I know. And I get it. But I, I don't know why I am that way. I just always want to make people happy and do our part. Are you pointing at Kelly or is she pointing no, at me? No, no, she's looking at me 100%. Oh, okay. She well. is very cool with just, you know, I'm the perfectionist. I see, I see. Yeah. So, I mean, what a hard place to be, right? To just always be 
trying to one up yourself and no one else is expecting <clears throat> those things mm-hmm. from you. But That's my you life. You just have that pride. Right? That's my life. Yeah. So then there's other things like um, childhood experiences and factors like maybe someone had overly critical parents or mm-hmm. there was an excessive pressure to succeed or a constant comparison between them and some like super high achieving sibling or Ooh, their friends. Yeah. yeah. And so all of that can just really shape a person's beliefs about their abilities. And then, and even more so create a fear, like yeah. this fear of not meeting other people's expectations and, and getting their approval. And then there's other things like, you know, sometimes you're in high achieving environments, whether mm-hmm. you're at a school or a sport, you're in a sport um, or in a marriage, you know. And so uh, there's several factors that go into it. Um, some people who tend to be overly modest um, or humble have issues with this. And and oh, that's me. Probably my one favorite. (laughs) Very humble. You're a cheerleader. Uh She's like, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. It's it's all true, Brandon. What you're thinking is true. We need therapy in here. When I think humble, I think Brandon. (laughs) But there's this other group of people, and I think the dynamic is the most interesting, where they – it's it's basically where do you attribute your success? So some of us say, because I worked my tail off because I studied, because I didn't go to those social events and stayed home and studied and prepared and blah, blah, blah. And some people, when they achieve success in any area, they attribute their success to external factors. Not that they did something, but that like it was the right time or it was a stroke of luck or somebody else helped out. And they do not take into account and give themselves credit for either, you know, their inherent level of ability or how hard they work. So so how you mm. attribute your success internally or externally I feel um, that. makes a really big difference too. I feel that a lot. What do we do? Like for those of us who feel like we're living this and we we feel like we're faking it until we make it and, and maybe we are successful, you know, maybe we could be more if we didn't think like that. Uh, what can we do? Yeah. So first of all, um, just be honest with yourself. You know, when you have these thoughts or when you have these feelings, recognize that you are having them um, and be honest with yourself and with other people. You know, talk to a mentor, talk to other people, talk to a therapist and have these conversations to see um, how accurate are they? I mean, there there may be it might be good timing that you mm-hmm. got a promotion. It may be a stroke of luck um, in a sense, but obviously something got you to the place where you were already in line for that, or you are at the right place at the right time. So consider the accuracy of your thoughts and see if they're fact-based or they're fear-based, you know, really embrace failure again, as part of the learning process, like get comfortable asking a lot of questions Mm. and and admitting that you don't know, but you're so eager to learn. People love that anyway. I mean, the other people want to be good teachers and then just reach out to people um, who who have disclosed, um, haven't been in your situation before, and maybe see how they worked through it um, and what else you can do. Yeah. You're lucky that um, you gave me your number because that's what I'm going to blow you up about. <laughs> it's helped me through all my life. Uh, but understand, I think hearing this and understanding it and hearing that famous people and people we look up to have gone through this and that everybody has to start somewhere. And, you know, when you get the opportunity, you got to make the most of it. Uh, and that and nobody starts off as an expert. We mm-hmm. all start off needing to learn and to grow and we have to give ourselves grace and we have to give ourselves time. I think it's so important for us to hear that, that nobody starts out being the best at something. Yeah. You got to start somewhere. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes those people who do start out and think they're the best are the scariest to me. You know, those make me really nervous, but I read a good article the other day 
And the author said, you know, basically in a world that constantly demands expertise and flawless performance, um, they want everything, all the answers like instantly and effortlessly. Imposter syndrome just thrives in a place like that. And the truth is that nobody has it all figured out. Everybody Mm -hmm. is still learning, um, which is a really good thing. You know, we're all stumbling and fumbling through life. We're trying to piece together what to do and who to be with these fragments of understanding as we continue the journey of life and not knowing something does not make you an imposter. It just makes you human. Yeah. I love it. I just had this conversation with my grandmother. She's 88. Uh And I talked about how, you know, when we were little, we would look at our grandparents or our parents and we thought they knew everything. They had all the answers. They had it all figured out. And when you reflect on it later on, you realize they had trials and tribulations in life as well. And my grandmother said, no, we had none of it figured out. We were just doing the best we could. I love that. I tell my kids every day, like adults are just taller kids. We're just bigger kids. So all the, I mean, it doesn't exempt us from the tantrums or the, or the hurt or the sadness or any of the feelings that they have. We're just in bigger bodies and we just figuring it out a little bit further ahead than them. And sometimes all it takes is somebody to talk to. To, yep. to talk to people like uh, Dr. Dana Watson or the team at Family Zinc. If you guys are in a situation in your life where maybe you feel like an imposter or maybe your relationship isn't going great or maybe there's an addiction issue going on or maybe you're depressed or you're self-doubting yourself, Family Zinc is always there. There's locations all around uh, the Mid-South to help you out. You can find out more at familiesinc.net or give them a call at 870-933-6886. I tell you all the time, they've helped me publicly on the radio for the last four or five years. Mm-hmm. And uh, we appreciate you guys. I, we know you're busy. We know you're schooled and all that. And you got other stuff to do. But just to come in and share your time with us and your thoughts, we appreciate that. Thank you so much. Love being here. Dr. Dana Watson on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families, Inc. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Families, Inc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by the man you need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of Arkansas's morning show. With Brandon and Kelly, it's Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care on Parker Road in Jonesboro. Vet-care.com. Dr. Reed, what's happening, my friend? We're starting out a great day. I'm looking forward to the afternoon off. Uh, hey, uh, I, I sent you a text on Monday on your birthday, and you never even said anything back to me. Oh, I thought I, well, maybe it's still sitting in the outbox. Yeah, I, 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 I thought I responded. I'll have to go back and check. Doesn't feel uh, good, does it, Brandon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I expect everybody to text me uh-huh. back all the time. Right. No, but how was your birthday? Did you have a good one? Yeah, it was good. It was great. And I uh, can't wait till next year. Hey, I noticed I wasn't invited to your party, and I wasn't invited to Kelly's party either. Is there something I need to know? Well, I didn't really have a party. We just got together with some friends, went out to the Elks, and had Monday Burger Night. Y'all ought to come out there some night. We have a blast out there. Sounds like a party. All right. So tell me, what what's so good about the burger at the Elks? The burgers are great. They have different teams that cook each Monday night, Ooh. and they, they they cook them and serve them, and you can get French fries or onion rings or homemade potato chips with them. So they're really good good flavor and uh, bargain. Hey, and when you course, no go ahead, huh? no go ahead, no poop. No, this weekend, so you know there'll be a lot of um, you know swim swimmers out there too uh, after during Burger Night on Monday. So. Oh beautiful pool and i think it's 
as long as it passes uh, inspection, it'll be open this weekend. That's awesome. Hey, do you remember when you lived in Bedrock and you were a part of the Royal Order of the Water Buffaloes with Fred and Barney? Exactly, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> a long time ago, but I mean, uh, anyway. As Peggy Sue got married, remember the lodge scene there? No, tell me about it. Oh, well, one of the, um, Peggy Sue, uh, her grandfather was a member of the, I can't remember the name of what, whatever animal, the order of whatever, but um, he had this kind of Shriner's hat, he, cap he put on, and uh, his his famous line was, it ain't a lodge if you don't wear a hat. <laughs> See, yes. <laughs> hey, and I understand a lot of times on the Mondays at the Elks when you go out there for burger night, which the burgers are amazing from what Dr. Reed just said. Free plug right there. Uh, you still wear your kilt, am I correct? Um, you know, um, Patty's hidden that from me. I, I've been looking for it. I Good haven't job, worn Patty. it out there in a while, but sometimes at events I do wear it. Yeah, see, I thought so. Hmm. Uh, so anyway, we turn to Dr. Reed. We say, help us out. Wet Nose Wednesday, help us with our animals. You know, we have, like, I have three dogs, and there's a cat now that kind of lives at our place, too. And we, we've talked about this cat, George, who kind of comes around, and it seems like he sleeps outside and loves his life. And when the garage door is open, Kevin, he comes over and wants to eat. Of course. But you it's, know, he's, he's figured out. He's got you trained now. No, legit. And it, it's wild, though, because, you know, we've put out like a little area where he could sleep. But I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he sleeps in the ditch across the street from our house. <laughs> but the yeah, cat. They, they- are comfortable and feel safe in, and that kind of becomes their little little home. What did you prepare for us today for Wet Nose Wednesday? Well, this is about pets, but it's also about kind of, it may be self-help for us as owners. And, you know, there's certain things that we can really learn from our pets, and this is kind of fun, but, you know, I uh, read an article, and, and a lot of this makes a lot of sense, especially when I look and look at myself and the way I work and think. But number one, you know, we should forget about multitasking. And I try to do that all the time. But look at dogs. You know, when they have a job to do, mm-hmm. whether it's holding sheep or retrieving a tennis ball, they give that their undivided attention. Right. You know, they're not about other things. And here we try to juggle work, email, surfing the, the social media. And, you know, if we just focus on one task at a time, uh, one study showed that employees actually lose time when they're multitasking because mm-hmm. they can't completely task you know, in, in a fixed amount of time. So, you know, try to do one thing, give it your undivided attention. And this is real interesting. If you've seen cats and like yours, you probably notice it naps a lot. Oh, yeah. And dogs do too. And one, you know, it's, it's good evidence that we as owners can benefit from little cat naps. They, um, one study indicated that regular nappers are 37% less likely to die from heart disease than people who nap only occasionally. So they can improve our alertness and job performance, too. So, you know, taking a nap every day or two isn't going to hurt anything. Just, you know, do it on your own time, you know, not while you're at work. (laughs) Sometimes I go up to my office and take a little quick nap. (laughs) Yeah, uh, the owner may not like that if you're uh, not playing the song, of course. No, sure. Um, Walk every day, you know. Whether you've got four legs or two legs, that's one of the safest, safest and easiest ways to burn calories and boost our heart health. It also helps fight depression, helps lose weight, lowers your risk for type 2 diabetes, keeps your bones strong and your mind sharp. So, you know, take it from our dogs. 
Yeah. Hey, I'm uh, a big proponent of that because, you know, forever I thought if I was going to go outside and do some type of cardio exercise, it needed to be either hit training or some type of run or couch to 5K or something like that. But, man, I enjoy the walking time because I'm not really overly exerting myself, but I am getting the, the activity. And sure, I have to walk a little bit longer than if I did some type of a hit type session. But at the same point, it's something I enjoy and it's something I can do until, you know, I'm old. Yeah, exactly. You know, one of the most important things we can probably learn from pets is to live in the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, you, people are happiest when they're doing activities that keep our minds focused, like exercise, like you were talking about, walking or exercise. You know, the things, uh, the processes of planning or reminiscing or thinking about anything other than our current activity can under, actually undermine our happiness. Mm-hmm. So live in the moment like our dogs and cats do. I like that. And don't hold a grudge. You know, I've got multiple pets. Y'all have multiple pets. You've seen them fight, and the next minute, or they wrestle, or you know, growl at each other, and the next minute they're curled up sleeping together. So yeah. let go of old grudges, and and you'll literally breathe easier. You know, chronic anger is not good. It, um, you know, it increase our blood pressure and anxiety. And if we forgive and let those grudges go. We have higher self-esteem, so me like our pet. Yep, I like that. Uh, wag. We don't have tails, but if you smile or put a spring in your step, you, when you're feeling grateful, it's um, people who actually keep gratitude journals have better attitudes, exercise more, and have fewer physical complaints. Mm-hmm. I like it. And maintain curiosity. You know, it may be, you know, the old saying is it may be uh, hazardous to a cat's health, but that's not so for us as pet owners. You know, if we're more curious, we have a greater sense of meaning in life. Um, you know, curiosity um, is linked to psychological well-being and it expands our knowledge and skill set. So, you know, be curious about things. And get a back rub. My cat loves, in fact, before I left this morning, they were both laying on my bed and I went over and rubbed their back and their belly. And, you know, massage therapy, it can ease pain. It gives our immune system a boost. It can manage chronic conditions like asthma and diabetes. So the touch of a loved one is even more powerful. So get a back rub. No, and Kelly tells me all the time that whenever she comes over to vet care, she asks for a back rub when she's picking up her animals. (laughs) You're such an idiot. She wasn't supposed to tell that, but uh, now that... Okay. The cat's out of the bag. Oh, I'm just sitting over here minding my own business. Enjoy the great outdoors. You know, my my dogs love to go outside. They can't wait till I open the door to go out to the pool. They run out there and act like they've never seen the outdoors before. But, you know, there's benefits for us, too. You know, it, it enhances our fitness, increases vitamin D levels, reduces stress. And, uh, you know, it just, feels good you know when you've been cooped up all day especially a day like today get outside and, and take advantage take advantage of, of of the outdoors yep and stick to a schedule you know if you're my pets they have a routine they know when they're going to eat breakfast they know when i come home for lunch they're going to get a treat and i know at night when i get home um they they're going to get fed then mm-hmm. and they can't whether it's Sunday or Monday, you know, every day is a routine. And that's the same thing that goes for our human body clock. You know, we sleep better if we go to bed and get up at the same time every day, uh, a, a consistent schedule for, you know, your dressing and eating can improve the quality of sleep overall. Yep. So 
use your pets as an example and, you know, apply some of the things that you see them do every day. And I think we, number one, will be better pet owners and it'll actually help ourselves. Y'all, he is the man you need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. It's Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care. Back with Wet Nose Wednesday. You can find out more about Vet Care at vet-care.com. And on Facebook when you search Vet Care Jonesboro. Dr. Reed, nice talking to you this morning. And we'll chat with you again next Wednesday. Hey, I enjoyed the visit. Have a great rest of the week. All right, you too, man. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by the one and only Brad Bobo from Arkansas State Athletics. He is the uh, chancellor, I believe. He's the new chancellor of Arkansas State. He has replaced Todd Shields. Okay. Yeah, they said we need somebody with some muscles in here. (laughs) How are you this morning, Bobo? Hey, what's out, guys? Hey, what time do you think Jerry Scott's going to wake up this morning? No, seriously. Hang on a second. I asked a question. I didn't say what I said. What's out? I mean, after a day of partying, if yesterday was shoulders, I don't know really. That was the question. Oh, what's out? Oh, you, Brad. Oh, yeah. My shoulders were out <laughs> yesterday. The shoulders yesterday, boulders today. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in a t-shirt, Brandon. <laughs> Such an idiot. See, he set me up. That's uh-huh. he, That idiot set me up because uh-huh. he knows what I'm going to say. Of course, I know. Oh, anyway. Uh, hey, I saw you were on the road last night. Uh, was it called Howl on Wheels? Yeah, Howl on Wheels, the Red Wolves Road Show. A uh, couple of days in central Arkansas, Bryant uh, on Monday night, and then uh, at the uh, system office, the Arkansas State University system office in Little Rock yesterday, which, listen, is, um, uh, I really, I wouldn't trade, and I wouldn't trade with them either. I'd say I wouldn't trade office views with anybody because I love looking out of my office and looking out into uh, Centennial Bank Stadium, but. The ASU system office is pretty sweet because it is directly, and I mean directly, in front of the Arkansas Capitol. Yeah. With a with a balcony that you walk out and you're straight across the street from the Capitol and you see the river. It's 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 a pretty cool little view. No, yeah. Shane Broadway was telling me that uh, before Sarah Sanders had taken the office of governor, they basically had her team being assembled right there upstairs from the system office, like in the same in the wow. same spot. Right there near the Capitol. I believe that. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying it, it is right in the middle of the action. That's cool, man. So anyway, a great scene. I, I thought that, but but really a, a cool scene, a cool venue, cool setup, and and a you know really good crowd of Central Arkansas fans last night because you're really outside of uh, typically outside of Craighead and Green counties. The next county in Arkansas with the most A state alums is Pulaski. Oh wow, that's neat. Yeah. It was cool to see that people were down there to support it. I did wonder why I was not invited to be on the tour, though, Brad. I, I don't understand if maybe you forgot to reach out or what happened huh, there. That's weird. Well, I mean, listen, it's, I'll just, just be honest. It's late in the fiscal year. Budgets get spread a little thin, and we can't afford you. Just, <laughs> just hold me up. I mean, every time, it's, I mean... We're, like we've got a graphic made for football. I think you're going to show up for football, but I mean, we got 
I've got a new thing made. So, you know, please welcome your in-game host, the Universal Heartthrob, Brandon Baxter. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Stop. Hey, I'm, I'm just looking for that Butch Jones money this year, if you guys can get some of that, you know? Mm. Well, if we had it, you'd do the same thing he does. Just spend it all on sneakers. So we're not oh. going to give it to you. He's, he's told me forever he's going to take me clothes shopping. I don't think he's real high on the idea that I wear just uh, T-shirts and jeans all the time. Well, he doesn't have eight hours to go shopping with you. Because <laughs> that's how long it would take you to get one pair of pants and one shirt. Well, you know, but Butch gets to yeah. shop in the kids section is what Brad told me. Brandon? That's what Brad, I just, Coach, wouldn't me. When you told me that Butch gets to shop in the little kids section. <laughs> well, listen, I mean, so Coach Jones obviously can can do what he wants but like uh if i was the size of coach jones i would never pay full price for anything because that's the size that's always on sale <laughs> uh coach hey uh, so i'm not in part of this hey, are you still doing that deal no, where- listen and hey and that's not i mean like i, I mean i'm envious the heck I'm sure as heck not a dig i was like man that's awesome I mean, Brandon likes to squeeze into small shirts. Hey, this is an extra large today. You should be proud of me. I'm lazy today. Extra large youth. Uh, <laughs> hey, Brad, are you still going around telling people you're Brian Hodson? Uh, well, right. Hey, right now, if I can get away with it, I will because everybody loves Brian Hodson. What is the deal? How is he getting all these people to come to Arkansas State, like these transfers and stuff? Man, I, I mean, I don't know what the secret sauce is, but look. I mean, the the story coming in was when we talked about it, right? Everywhere this guy's ever been, he's got players. And, boy, that has not changed uh, in his two months as the head coach here. He is a uh, – there's a lot of excitement really about around both basketball programs. The offseason they've had recruiting-wise, they're, they're, both, uh, they're both killing it and ready to, to see those teams in action. What do you think it Becky, is? I mean, like, and, and the men aren't even – done right he's got more scholarships to do some stuff with yes but like i've seen the buzz you know like especially on on the social media and stuff like that like the buzz is big and people are trying to go out and they're start, starting to talk about season tickets not only for you know for both basketball teams for football it's kind of like people are starting to get amped and uh you know i, I think if we were going to be honest you know we all wanted things to be better for a minute and uh and I, I believe you know the mentality is is that things are getting better i would agree with that i think the Spring game was an indicator that, you know, people are excited about the direction of the football program. Obviously, people are excited about the direction of both basketball programs. <clears throat> so I do think there's, um, I mean, I really do think there's there's positive momentum that probably hasn't been around uh, in a little while. So we'll see. Hopefully that translates into, uh, you know, big crowds. One of the things we hadn't talked about, and it, it's funny, I actually I took a call uh just a few days ago, less than a week ago in the office, a guy I know called and said, hey, here's a credit, because it, it was it, the only way to have heard this was a, a radio spot. Mm-hmm. Did I just hear on the radio that I could get four-season tickets for like $149? Yep. I said, well, yes, you did. <laughs> he said, well, how do, I, how do I do that? And so we talked through. It's um, you know one of the things you'll see more of, you kind of hear it in that spot, but you'll see it more through the summer is, you know, sort of asking people to, and it's the hashtag commit to six yep. and saying that. And really when I say that, it's not even just about, I mean, it, does commit to six mean buying football season tickets? Yes, but that's not all it means. I mean, it means like on your calendar mm-hmm. to make a plan to be here. And then, you know, kind of the next step in this is, 
you know, and is getting the, the fan base to not just, it's not even just about coming. It's not just about buying. Mm-hmm. It's about getting you to come with a mindset that I'm going to do the small part I can do right now to help this team win this game. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, because I can tell you firsthand, cause I'm down there with it. You know, there's a difference in the stadium. There's a different vibe on the sidelines and you, you felt it too. When the crowd is mm-hmm. there and the crowd's into it and they're amped and they're loud or like when the student section is electric, it is a game changer. It sounds like it's, it's maybe cliche and like, how can they really do that? But man, when somebody's cheering you on and you play harder, it doesn't matter if you're playing football, if you're playing basketball, if you're playing baseball, if you're running, you know, that's why people encourage people at the end of a marathon. Hey, keep going, keep going, keep going. But imagine there's, there's 10,000, 15,000, 20,000 people doing that for a football program. That's a game changer. Yeah. I mean, listen, if you gave me a choice right now, uh, and I don't, not for, I mean, you know, so I might have bosses who disagree with this. I don't know, but if my choice is from a, from a fan engagement standpoint, were to have, hey, the place could be full of people who came to sit and watch the game every week. It could be full every week. Or it can be half full of people who came to really create an atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I'm picking the half full yeah. because uh, we've heard it. I mean, just like it, it, the way this stadium is built, the part was just kind of the, the way it sits down. Like it doesn't even have to be full to be, you know, a hard place for an opponent to play. And mm-hmm. uh, like I said, there, there's. It's not an accident that in the you know in the that decade of the 2010s, mm-hmm. you know, we won like 78 percent of our home games and, and averaged over you know way over 20,000 a game. But those two things go together; they are not independent of one another. So let me ask you from this perspective, and, and you might not like the way I'm going to phrase it. I'm going to do my best to make it the best phrased question I can give you. But in a situation like this, you know, obviously, as we get close to all the seasons, we're going to ask people to commit. We're going to want people to come out there. I think in society, there is always a thought of like, hey, what's in it for me? What's in it for me when I come out to this game? Why should I go out there and support? How would you answer that question? Because it's one thing for us to say, hey, please come, please come. We want you to be loud. Why should yeah. they do that? And what's in it for them? Well, I mean, <clears throat> number one, I would say what's in it for you is, is it's it's fun, right? I mean, to come and and be a part of a game, being part of an atmosphere. And then at the end of the day, you know, hopefully you've helped your team win a game. That, I mean, that's fun. It, it'll be fun that way. You're right. You're that's right. the big, you know, that's the main thing I say is what's in it for you. And then just like, I mean, from a football standpoint, I, yeah, I'll go to football. You know, there's only, you know, there's, there's barely over a hundred towns in the entire nation that have an FBS football team in it. Right. You know, I think take for granted that's just something that that happens everywhere. It's not. Right. It, it it's a big deal to be in a, a city in an area that's got you know a football team playing at the highest level. So uh, hopefully, it's just you know, kind of not taking that for granted, and then just hey, come with the mindset once you know to come to the Memphis game if you've never been. Come to the Memphis game September 9th with the mindset that hey, we're going to have a good time and. If you come and you don't, then 
I want to ask you to come back. <laughs> no, but I love that because the deal is is the team works hard and your team works hard and the marketing staff works hard and we try to make the game entertaining for people who are the you know very casual football fans to those who want to know all the numbers. Like it's going to be a good time. That's the reason you see so many families to go out there, and I think that's the reason why when we look out, you know, and it's like hey, there's there's not as many people here as we wanted. We're sitting there going, man, we are doing everything uh-huh. we can to pour energy into this atmosphere and. Man, once we start to get that back and it comes back at a bigger level, it, it really is a special place to be. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, and I, again, just kind of framing us around football. It, it, the same can be said for whatever sport. It, it, it's hard to believe, you know, to, to get your mind around the amount of hours these players and coaches put in for 12 chances to play. Yeah. Guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And, and really, and then cut that down, cut that number in half, six chances to do it at home. They work all day, every day for six guaranteed chances to get in front of their fans. And so I just, you hate to see any of those six kind of go by the wayside. Well, as much as we pick on, you know, as, as well, I'll make fun and we'll do jokes with Butch Jones and stuff like that. <clears throat> just the amount of hours that he works, and I know this directly from talking to him and the stress that, that he has to endure every season, talking to his family like and talking to his staff. Man, they work all the time, and I know it's going to be the same for all the sports. They all pour in. Yep. They all want to win. Uh, and, again, this is our home team, Arkansas State and the Red Wolves. That's our home team. We, you know, we're not living in St. Louis. We don't live in Memphis. We live in northeast Arkansas, and the Red Wolves are our team. Yeah, and we can have another conversation another day just about sort of uh, uh, and we really could and should. Uh, let's have a conversation one day just about how the impact a winning program has beyond the field of play. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty remarkable. But uh, what you said is spot on, and like I said, we can we can expound on that someday soon. So commit to six. If people want to grab season tickets for A-State football, that's going to be the first thing that we're going to kick off as we get to spring. How can they do that, Brad? Uh, A-StateRedWolves.com slash tickets. Uh, and then if you uh, if you go to the foot, we get to the football page, type in family in the promo code. Mm-hmm. That's where you can get four Upper East Side tickets for $149. That's about $6.20 wow, a game. that is crazy. So it's really it's six weekends of fun for the family, and where else can you go for that dollar value and get that? Yeah, plus you know three straight in September for the first yeah. time in the history of the program. God, that's like the best weather of the entire season, that September weather. Brad Bobo joins us. Brad, can you get me in touch with Brian Hodson? Because I haven't had the chance to really, other than like the brief time that you and I were with him at the spring game, we haven't had the chance to connect with him, and we want to see what he's like. Yeah, we need to get it done. All right, Brad Bobo, he is the one and only, the new chancellor of Arkansas State. <laughs> Brandon, um, you can't say no, that. Is that going to get him in trouble? Probably. Is he the new vice chancellor of intercollegiate athletics? Is that the title, Brad? I, no. I don't know. Uh, not yet. Okay. <laughs> hey, uh, Jerry Scott. Let's do the Jerry Scott check. Has anybody seen him this week? Um. I, well, I saw him last night, but based on when we got home, there's no telling when I'll see him today. Oh, no. Right. <laughs> Brad Bobo joins us this morning on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Family Zinc. Brad, Wolves up. See you guys. Brad, Wolves up. Wolves up, Brad. Idiot. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Hey, don't forget you can check out our podcast. It's available wherever you get podcasts. All you have to do is search Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly.
And Kelly Perry, what's on TV tonight? Several finale shows on tonight. The Flash, Chicago Med, Survivor, Chicago Fire, uh, and Chicago PD. The finale of Jeopardy Masters is on tonight. The 13th season premiere of MasterChef and Gordon Ramsay's Food Stars. And there's a new show on called The Prank Panel with Johnny Knoxville. Basically, they form a panel of expert pranksters who help everyday people pull off pranks against their family members. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Come on now. Hope you guys have a great day, and we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Arkansas's Morning Show.